We've been having a cat meowing outside the door this entire time. Was it Yuki or Mochi? Welcome to Bad Kitty Media Pod, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything. I'm Ace and this is Andy. So, it's been five months, 18 days, 18 hours, and approximately 35 minutes and 25 seconds. Quite a while. We were going to do a like bit. a two, three week hiatus for our trip. And no, we were going to do a two, three week hiatus while we waited for a cord to come. That's what we were doing. The cord took five months to get here, apparently. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. <laughs> no, it I didn't. I haven't seen it until today. Until today, because it's been... I, I lost it for a second because it was still in the box. So as far as I'm concerned, it took us five. It took five months for the package to get here, at least to get to me. So I've been micless for five months. No, we've been well, we soundboardless. we only had we only we've been soundboardless. We only had one mic. Yeah, but we couldn't even use the mic because you need a we soundboard soundboardless. Yet. You can't <laughs> plug an XLR into a USB C laptop. Bet. You know we didn't try that. We should have tried that. Just, just force wire. It. Yeah, honestly, just get some like solder. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's I, worth I it for five months for this crispy audio quality, I think. Because now we have individual Well, hold mics. on, hold on, hold on. Before we talk about that, let's talk about why we actually stopped the podcast. Yeah, so the the main reason was we were about to record the episode after the Christmas episode. And then we found out our soundboard didn't work and we had to order a cable. And then we went to San Antonio and then we just kind of... Well, yeah, because we, we had to order the cord and the cord was going to take like... A month to get here. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And then we went to San Antonio for Winter Jam. And that's when we posted, when we first found out it was broken, that's when I posted on Bad Kitty Media that we were going to go on a hiatus. And I was like, okay, we'll just, we'll go to San Antonio. We'll, uh, when we get back, that's when we will start the podcast again because we'll have the cord by then. I was like, okay, cool. And then the cord didn't come in. And then the cord didn't come in. And then the cord didn't come in well after we were back from San Antonio. Um, and then uh, after waiting for a little bit, I was just kind of like, well, uh, we should just go ahead and order everything else we were missing. Because for those of you who don't know, we were recording on one single mic that is designed to be used by one person. And we were using it for two people. And so... Which was kind of inconvenient because we had to like lean over a table and arrange yeah. it really precariously well and we had the at first we were just letting it sit on the table and then we got the boom arm and we used the arm but it still was ghetto so what i what i basically said was i was like okay i'm gonna order new xlr cables i'm gonna order new mics i'm gonna order another arm so that and pop filters and you have a second pop filters. filters yeah so basically we got an New cord and enough stuff to actually have a legitimate podcast set up. And how long were you sitting on this equipment before we like, actually got the cable? Well, or did they come in around? The they same came time? in around the same time because I ordered them after the cable. Okay, okay. Um, but okay. as far as sitting on the equipment, we didn't receive all this until after I started a big project. And once I started the big project, I didn't have time to do the podcast. I did not start a big project, but I kind of got sidetracked as well, so neither of us got to it. And then we also had to move because our lease was ending. Yes. So what's this big project you were talking about? So I uh, I bought a rock climbing gym. You bought? You just? I purchased. You purchased the rock climbing gym. A warehouse 
that just so happens to have wood and an assortment of plastic and metal to create a rock gym. Was it already a gym or did you just synthesize? <laughs> it was already a gym. Okay. It was already a gym. <laughs> okay. So you didn't just build one from scratch. Right, right, okay. right. It was already a gym. I was already working there before I purchased it while we were doing the podcast too. And I was, I was driving over to El Paso every day, which is for those of you who do not live in New Mexico or Las Cruces or Texas or El Paso is 45 minutes away from where we lived before. Which for some people, that's like their commute in one city. Like if you yeah, live in Los I mean, Angeles, so that's not terrible. Yeah, that's how Josh is. Josh has to drive 35 minutes to get to work and he's in the same city as his business. Oh yeah, and that's in El Paso. Yeah. So even here, it's not that un yep. unheard of. But in in Las Cruces, that's like a big deal. Yeah, in Las Cruces, if it takes you fifty, well, I moved. I have to drive fifteen minutes to get there, and that blows my mind yeah. that I have to drive fifteen minutes to get home. Yeah. In Cruces. So I worked there, and then the old owner put up for sale the gym, and he didn't live there. He had he had moved to like Ohio or Michigan or something like that. Those are very different. <laughs> I don't remember. I thought where. you said Washington. No, I know for a fact it's not Washington. Oregon? It's like. I want to say it's Michigan, but Mi I don't know. Michigan, got it. Um, the, but the, anyways, doesn't matter where he moved. He moved not here. and <laughs> Elsewhere. He, he moved elsewhere, and he had been moved for like three years. And so I was like, well, I'm basically doing most of the work anyways. Because I was manager. I was working like four, five to six days out of the week there. I was working the entire day, and I knew how to do everything. And I was managing, I was cleaning, I was doing basically everything before I even bought the gym. And then he put it up for sale and I was like, man, I might as well just do it and make more money doing the exact same thing. <laughs> and then you can make more changes and do what you want without having to right. talk you can, to a higher up. Yeah. So one of the downsides of not being with your business is you can't make changes and you can't progress. And that's something that a business needs in order to get bigger and expand. So he had not made those changes and he had not expanded in a long time. So basically one of my big things when I got in there was expansion and trying to reach a larger base of people. And one thing I've noticed since I've gone there after your ownership is like all the old stuff, like each time I go every other week or so, one or two of the old things that used to be there is new now. Like it seems like you're replacing yeah. all the old stuff piece by piece. Yeah, basically um, replacing faulty lights was a big one. Um, we replaced the front desk computer. We put a computer in the office. We actually made the office usable because oh, it was bad. yeah, when Ben was there, it was a basically a storage unit. And so with a folding chair, with a folding chair. And so I cleaned it out and I converted it into a usable office, which also has pretty good storage. Yeah, it has pretty good storage because I still have like a little rack on the inside that I keep maintenance stuff and drills and it's coffee maker. <laughs> yeah, the most important, <laughs> the most important thing maintenance is a in the maker. world is a coffee maker. Yes. And Cheetos. You have Cheetos in there too. I think the Cheetos are all gone. I no, think I, I have Cheetos. Doritos. Oh. Well, I saw orange. We have chips. All those chips are for the employees because we got them for the neon night a while back and no one bought them. Well, because they're climbing. They're not there to eat. I thought with a different base of people there that they would purchase them and they didn't. So now employees purchase them or can they just have them? Literally, you can take them. That's better than my job. Oh, that's, a, that's another thing that happened is I hired Aiden. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. I was the first new employee 
I only really worked there for like a month before uh, I got a different job, and it no, you worked of... there for two months because you were working there. Oh yeah, like you were working there in tandem for a little bit, and then you and left then to go work at Guzman's. Yeah, so that's why I don't really work there anymore, is because I have a, a, a full time job now. Cormac works there too. Um, who also works at Guzman's. Who also works at Guzman's, but he only works there occasionally because of the schedule. Yeah, Guzman's is not a very good job for having a night job because I get out at six and the cave opens at noon. So they're not really compatible. And Andy needed me on weekends and I only got hired at Guzman's for weekends. Yeah. So that didn't really work out. But that's okay because he's still technically employed. So I can hire him for odd jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's probably better that you have people who are local to El Paso working there. That way, if there is an emergency or if you need them to come in, it's a little easier for them to actually come Yeah, in. it's nice having like people who live in El Paso but at the same time Bella's the only one who's actually close she's five minutes away Brandon is over 30 oh, even so though he lives Brandon in El Paso probably the same distance yep away. exactly especially if there's no traffic and I ignore the posted speed limits which I don't do by the way but hypothetically speaking and Mark works for me as well I don't think we've ever mentioned him on the podcast or Brandon or Bella because they're new but Mark is another coach that works with me at Parkour Generations and so I hired him as a coach to coach rock climbing for my kids' classes. So you and Mark both coach rock climbing and parkour? Yep. Sweet. Yeah. I usually share jobs with people I know. <laughs> and I'm just the front desk guy. Yeah, you were... Because well, I don't have any I don't know. It's, it's not really that you were just a front desk guy because anyone who works there works also multiple things. Yeah. They work front desk, they clean, they manage, they Maintenance. climb. Like there's, a, there's so many different things that you do when you work there. Because for those of you who don't know, we're a tiny warehouse. Like we are not that big. And so when you work there, you're the only one who needs to work there. You can do literally everything. Like it's not so a hard job. You have to do everything for day to day. Yeah. But what I mean is I don't do coaching because I'm not sort of right, right. So I right, just right, do right. the basic stuff, whereas you and Mark actually like do the hands-on training when people ask And we me, set. That's true. Me and I, Mark set. What else have you been up to? Um, I moved to El Paso to be with my business. Obviously. Yeah. Our lease was up, so we both ended up parting ways instead of renewing because... I needed to move to a different city. Yeah, why would you renew a lease at a place you don't like? <laughs> yeah, like I still to have to drive... Minutes. 45 minutes to get there, so. And now I'm five minutes away. Which is nice. It's super nice. I can actually make breakfast in the morning and not have to get up at seven. We had a role reversal because back when we lived together, you were the one who had to drive long distance to work and I basically could walk to work if I wanted. And now that we've moved, you could walk to work and I have to drive not as bad as 45 minutes, but for Las Cruces, a 15, yeah. 20 minute commute is a lot. Yeah, you're on the outskirts of town. I also moved, obviously, which is nice because in our old neighborhood, it wasn't always the nicest. It wasn't bad, but it was... My truck got broken into twice. Yeah, so it was that bad. Yeah. And now where I live, it's farmland, so it's really nice. Yeah. It's worth the commute, I think, and I get a nice view every morning, but I do have to wake up 45 minutes earlier, which hasn't been a problem yet, but I don't know if it ever will be. It probably might be with gas. Yeah, uh, gas is gonna, especially with the vehicles you drive. Vehicle? I only have one car. Yeah, but the truck. Oh, yeah, I also drive a truck sometimes. But both of them are bad on gas mileage, so. They're not terrible. What's your mile per gallon? Um, which one? Either. Truck gets 15, car gets 15. 
Why did you give me a choice if they were the same? Because <laughs> I thought it would be funny. <laughs> no. They're both basically oh the gosh. same size engine. One I know, that's well. why I was saying they're just the both trash miles per gallon. The truck should get worse mileage, but the car gets just as bad because... <clears throat> maybe not. I will give you, you get better gas mileage than my truck. But I'm Everyone driving gets the Honda. better gas mileage in your truck. <laughs> but I'm driving the Honda. So Well, I guess another new thing is me and my father co-purchased a motorcycle. So once we get that up and running. Lucky. Um he he bankrolled it because it's his bike. But once we get that up and running and I get practiced on it, because it's been a while and driving motorcycles terrifying um with cars because people are mean and don't know how to obey laws or be considerate. Um, then I'll start driving that to work more often because one, it's hot outside and the wind through your hair feels amazing. And two, you look cool as hell driving a motorcycle. And three, it's good on gas. You get like 50 miles to the gallon, even on like the giant bike that we got. Not gonna be as fuel efficient as the bike I wanted, but beggars can't be choosers when your dad buys you a bike you can use. So I'll take it. This is true, this is true. At least you have a bike. I have no hard. bikes. You, you, you have access to one bike more than I have. Yeah, you're <laughs> My dad just feels bad that he helped me pick a, uh, a bad car. So he's <laughs> like, all right, we'll get a bike. The car's not that bad. It's just maintenance that I don't know how to do yet. You gotta learn. I've, I had a lot of maintenance that I had to do on the Honda to get it running. Funny thing is I was gonna actually read, at least check my coolant system today, or at least like go through it, borrow the truck to come here, but like start looking at my coolant system. But then my dad dropped the beautiful words of, hey, uh, I heard your coolant system's not working. I'll pay for it if you take it in. I'm like, all right, guess I don't have to check it. I'll let that be my mechanics problem. That's the way to do it. Yep, but I'm still gonna have to learn because when you buy a car with 300,000 miles on it, you're not gonna have a rest day from that car. Yeah, you're pretty aware. You, your no, I'm very like, aware. Every vehicle I've bought has been a borderline lemon and I've had to spend months and months and months fixing it. The Honda I just don't know for how eight yet. months was sitting there. And I had, and I was working on it every single weekend. And every time I went to work on it, I was like, oh, there's something else broken with this. Yes, so I'm hoping that once I get the motorcycle, I can actually park my car and start doing like the suspension, the cooling system, the do you have wiring. Room? Do you have room at your new place to oh, do yeah. that? We have like a carport. I just need to Ooh, consolidate fancy. and find where the tools are because my biggest problem is I don't know where the tools are at that place. So I need to consolidate what I can use and what I need to purchase and what I need to borrow and then park it and purchase just, it all <laughs> i don't have the money for that right now i'll purchase what i have to you gotta basically do what i did and purchase each tool individually um also estate sales um yard sales sell lots of tools okay. for cheap i'll check those but luckily the person who i'm living with his father is a parts manager at a car dealership so he has tools i just have to ask him to use them and figure out where they are so i should be fine i just have to sit down and do the hard work which is a pain the learning curve is insane. It's like going from, I know how to change oil to I need to redo my entire front end and rewire my car is gonna be a pain. Yeah, that tends to happen. <laughs> it was my fault. I was like, oh, look, old cop car. I want it without checking it out. So don't yeah, do That's that. how all old cars are. You just, you gotta be ready to work it's on it. It's not even old. Your car is old. That's, my car is old. It's 30 years old. <laughs> my car um, is 12 years old. I don't know. I feel like for cars, 12 is not new. That's true. And it's built like a 98 car, not a 2010. So it, it's a right. little older than it seems. Yeah, I was going to say it seems older because of the way it looks. 
Because, yeah, because they basically didn't change the Crown Vic since 98. Seems. Right. So, old car, bad fuel efficiency, heavy. It's a boat. It's, you know, it's a boat. It's a boat, but it's so comfortable to cruise in once I get the front end redone. Because right now it feels like it's literally like the front end just floats back and forth. I had to redo the front end on the Honda. And I guarantee you the front end will be easier on your car than on the Honda because it's the, the Honda. Uh-huh. Because it's not front wheel drive? Well, yes. So when I redid the front of the Honda, I had to get like new control arms and I had to get new... Uh, drive axles yeah and so that was a pain but no what is a pain is the way they designed it they outsourced the entire front steering knuckle to nissan not to honda the honda didn't make it and so basically it is severely over engineered um in order to take the brake rotors off you have to remove the ball bearing what yeah you have to remove the wheel bearing to take the brake rotors off that is... It's stupid. It's called a captured wheel system, and it's... Or a captured brake system, and it's stupid. And it takes way too long, and it's a lot of money to replace. And most people just buy new wheel bearings because you're supposed to, like, use a press to take the bearing out. I've seen that, and it's pain. Okay, so I didn't do that. So basically what I did was I put a sledgehammer and a crowbar between the plate and the wheel bearing, and I forced it off and I popped the wheel bearing in two. (laughs) And so then to put it back together after I put the new brakes on, I put the cap over the wheel bearing because the axle nut goes over that. And then I just took a impact and I was just like, and I forced it back together. Yeah, that was fun. One issue I've had with my car, speaking <laughs> of the dumb stuff, one of the, the um, spark plugs, the easiest thing to do, which it's kind of annoying to get to, but spark plugs are easy. Everyone should be able to do those. If, if you own a car, you Unless should. Unless you own a V8. Yeah. Or a V6. They're actually- V engines suck. Well, straight, a V engine. Straight sixes are so easy. But even in a V engine, like that's, that's basic maintenance. That should be easy. Yeah. But the person who owned the car before put a, they didn't. They couldn't find the correct spark plug for some reason, so they put a self-tapping screw insert in, and then the wrong size spark plug in. So when I tried to pull them out, it wouldn't work. So I had to take it in for a job that I should have been able to do, and they had to bore out the spark plug hole and then put a tap insert in because it was just destroyed. Because the person before just couldn't be bothered to get the correct spark plug that's kind of it it wasn't as bad as yours but when i first got the gila monster for those of you who don't know it's a 2003 toyota tacoma with a v6 engine in it beautiful um it's the person before me did not put the right spark plugs in and i'm not talking like a small difference like okay so did you know you know how spark plugs have that little prong at the top yes did you know that there's spark plugs with two on either side no and so they put a single prong spark plug in and my vehicle requires the double. And so basically my cylinders weren't getting enough spark and it was severely underpowered. So as soon as I swapped those out with the correct spark plugs, everything worked fine. So it wasn't as bad as yours, but still like spark plugs are well, no just, excuse. Okay. <laughs> Replace your designed. spark plugs. <laughs> yours is also better designed because mine is an American car. So the intake manifold is just crap, and it's had to be been replaced twice on this car. Already. I would not say better design. In order to replace my valve cover, 
I have to basically do a half engine rebuild. But your intake manifold isn't aware. That's like part. a three day project for me. My intake manifold is aware. Do you know I what I can? Andy. Do you know what I can do on Sandy? <laughs> I can hand remove the bolts on the valve cover, take it off, and I can lick every single spark plug hole. <laughs> and I can just, I, it's literally like a 10 minute job to replace the valve cover on Sandy. Okay. And yeah. it's a three day job to replace it on the Gila Monster. Fair point. My, my valve covers are probably easier than your Gila Monster, but. Cause the, the manifold isn't above it. Like it is, it's but between. it's in between. Yeah. Mine is a giant U that covers both sides and then the air intake covers the left half of the engine bay. At least your air intake isn't but your, a wear item. Your air, air intake is plastic, right? Yeah, so that's the issue. The plastic air intake yeah. goes over a water gasket that breaks and then water leaks into the spark plug holes, which causes misfires, which Ooh, aluminum. is literally up, just- Upgrade a, to an aluminum block air intake. Uh, I know they have them for your vehicles because I've seen drag cars with I them. I did get mine replaced with a plastic one just because that's what they had. And but it's when cheaper. I rebuild it eventually, when I get time, I will, if I ever get around to it, I'll probably put an aluminum one just so that doesn't wear away so aluminum fast. Aluminum alloy and titanium. I know they make them both. That's you could do long time you could now, do but steel, but I think it's it's going to be heavier. I think I'll just wait until it breaks again because it will. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying we had to use JB Weld to, to, to <laughs> my my actual mechanic is like the only way we could fix this without taking off the valve cover, like the the, the headers, and replacing those is to just use JB Weld. And I'm like, all right, yeah. See, at that it. point, you just rebuild the engine, replace the headers, and get performance parts. I didn't have the wallet for that at the time. I'm so saying, I'm, wait. I'm when saying, do when it, it again, breaks, yeah. do it, do it that way. Yeah. Might as well. But until then, it seems turb skis, huh? dual turb skis. No, no, I'm not turboing it. <laughs> Supercharger. Nope. Okay. It has enough displacement. Turb right? skis are not good. I, I wouldn't put turb skis on a V8 like that. I would put a supercharger. It handles, a big old supercharger. It handles like a boat. I don't want it to go any faster than it already can. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it cruise faster. Man. All the speed. Nah, cruise. I am speed. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be the big boat road trip car that gets 10 miles to go. Why would it be a road trip car? Because it's comfortable. You got so much room. You got basically like luxury couch. No, not luxury, but like you. Luxury it's, couch. It's so, that it's was the Bronco. So <laughs> <laughs> it was. You had a legitimate couch in your backseat. <laughs> Can we move on? So, has it been hard? Uh, owning a rock climbing gym? Has it been as hard as you expected or has it been easier? It's hard, but not in the same way I thought it was gonna be hard. Like, okay, so it's hard keeping people coming to the gym. It's hard keeping a constant flow of people. Um, it's hard advertising. I'm terrible at advertising. I, uh, I don't keep up with social media. Like, it's really hard for me to. I didn't keep up with Bad Kitty Media because I was running a rock climbing gym and I haven't posted almost anything on the rock climbing Instagram. We've been losing followers. We've been losing viewers. I'm just really bad with the social media aspect of it. I know I'm going to sound like Jack, but maybe you should outsource that. See, and that, okay. So one of the biggest difficulties is not social media, it's numbers. Got it. I am not good with numbers. I am trash with numbers. Oh, and the analytics. The analytics. And so even before I bought it, I was like, there's no way that I can run a gym and 
I can understand all the numbers that I'm being given. There's no way I can do the finances. It's just not gonna happen. So basically I called up my dad and I was like, hey, I won't buy a rock climbing gym, whether you help me or not. And if you help me, like you can be like a co-owner and I need you to do the numbers because my dad is like a fancy engineer at NASA. And he was like- Math whiz. Basically. Yeah, math whiz. And so he was like, yeah, sure. And then we bought a gym. <laughs> and so literally he's been doing all the, all the like finance stuff because I'm just not good at finances. Well, okay. You're good at finances, I'm good at, not the numbers. I'm either. good at finances when it comes to personal finances, but not when I'm dealing with thousands of dollars of cash flow. Yeah, because right? that's a whole different ballgame. It's it's way more difficult. And then I started getting decent. I'm decent at the finances now. But now I'm looking at attrition rates and the flow of people coming in and out of the gym and all of that is super complicated. And all the tax stuff and all of the like legal things that go into owning a business in Texas, all of that is mainly him. He's basically like an accountant. That's way more complicated than I think I would have imagined it to be. I think I thought the hardest part would be the day-to-day -day upkeep. No, day-to-day -day upkeep is easy. That was what I was doing before I owned the gym. Got it. So that's the skills you already had. It's just the actual it's, like behind that's the easy. scenes that was. It's of. it's all the brain stuff that goes on. Um, like I had to learn about how to hook people and get people into the gym. I had to learn about how to keep members. I had to learn about how to advertise for kids camps. I had to learn about how to advertise for summer camps. Oh, this picture bad kidding you posted in me is so good. Uh, Ace, what are you doing in my room? Uh, just just looking through uh, old uh, Bad Kitty Media projects. W what are you doing? You're looking at photos we have of you, aren't you? You can't prove anything. Yeah, you can't prove anything. That's okay. I understand. They're pretty good photos. We not only post photos, but we also use Instagram to update all of our followers about the podcast, Redbubble merch, and so much more. Oh, it would be a shame if our listeners missed out on all of this. Just search Bad Kitty Media on Instagram and you'll be updated on all of our projects and upcoming episodes. Could you get out of my room now, please? Oh, uh... Yeah, sorry. So once you kind of figure out how to advertise for like kids classes, like for our homeschooling classes, we had to figure out what times work best versus after school programs. And then we had to advertise to those groups of people, right? Um, so that was a little weird trying to figure out how to do that. And then again, trying to retain members is still something I'm struggling with. Just still the finances and legal battles and stuff like that. Um, getting a loan was hard because I don't have that much money just sitting in my bank account. And so basically what we had to do was we had to go to a bunch of places and figure out what place offers the best rate and what place we can actually get the money from. You know, because there's a bunch of different places like we could go get money from the bank. We could go to a, the SBA and get a loan from them. Those of you who don't know what the SBA is, it's... Uh, small business association and they usually give out loans to purchase businesses like the one we just purchased um we didn't end up going through them we ended up going through a private bank uh but we needed a loan and so basically um 
My dad cashed out on some of his investments. I cashed out on all of my investments. I think you remember that. Yeah, I remember I, we were talking about stocks one day and you're like, oh, I cashed out for a business venture. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what kind of business venture is this? And you're like, I can't tell you, but I'm at zero right now. Yeah, I literally. And I'm like, <laughs> I, ju I just got my first $30 in and now you're at zero? Yeah, because I'd been trying to get Aiden to get into investing and the I had worst time at I, the I worst been up time for like two months and I'm like whoa and then the past five months it's just been like down yeah it's bad but I was I, I spent a bunch of time getting him into it and then I think I actually gave you my links to go start on Robinhood right no because I had it before I just had to renew my oh account. okay okay so you wanted me to use your thing but I already had an account I think for public I have your link I just haven't signed up yet mm. so I'm just not gonna keep investing use right my now. link on public Buy the dip. Buy the dip. Buy the dip, I, Aiden. I have been. I have been putting a, a Do you know how much I've put amount. into buying the dip? I have just kept my exact well, same rate. Okay, well, I wasn't going to tell you. I was just going to say a lot. Oh, no, I haven't been putting a lot. I've been putting the exact same amount I was before because it's money I'm, I'm willing to lose. I hope I don't, but it's money I'm willing to lose because I don't know how far this is going to go down and I'm not going to Which gamble. is a good... Because I don't know what I'm doing yet, so I'm just putting like... I'm not going to tell you the actual amount, but I'm just going to say 10 bucks a month. Just 10 bucks that's, a month every month. That's a good strategy. However, if you look at the at the fact that we are in a recession, and if you look in the, at history and how recessions we'll and, have happened, um, we're going to come back. All I'm saying is buy the dip. I have been at the exact same rate I and was you gotta, before. you got to buy smart stocks, not bad badly decided individuals. Can't uh, do mostly, I, I have three index funds. ETF. Yeah, I have uh, S&P. Everyone has that. Index. I have uh, a one that I Vanguard. looked into. Yes, the Vanguard uh, S&P. I have one that's for um, like renewable energy ETF, which just invests in companies that do that. And I have another one for technology because I wanted to go into the technology industry. We'll see. Yeah, tech is a good thing to invest in, especially. Well, I wouldn't say especially right now, but in our generation tech is a good thing to invest in yeah especially because that's the industry i wanted to go in so it's kind of like how you invest in the companies that you use i'm yeah. kind of trying to do the same thing even though i'm not in tech yet yeah like i invest in honda and toyota because i drive honda and toyota <laughs> i have ford so i'm invested in Ford. i invest in um and i have toyota stock just because i like toyota yeah i invest in niantic because pokemon oh yeah Wait, is Niantic the owner? Yeah. Well, no, of the Pokemon Go game. Maybe not of Pokemon, because Nintendo owns Pokemon. Carlos, you might have to cut that out. I might sound like an idiot. Hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hey, Siri. It's Who owns Pokemon? It's, it's Nintendo, Carlos. Here's an answer from Tauchicade.com. Nintendo it is, is Nintendo. Yeah, I told you. Well, then what's the name of the... the I don't know. think they're public. Yes, they are. I know they are, because I've owned them before. Um, here, let me just go look at this. Obviously, quick. I'm invested in Apple. Everyone's invested in Apple. I sold off Apple. Uh, I'm thinking about getting rid of my Tesla because, See, yeah. honestly, Tesla's okay. my least favorite electric car company. Not sure why I said Niantic. It's actually Nintendo. And I have invested in Nintendo because of the Pokemon card craze. So I figure if you invest in the company, what the company creates will do better. See, but this is... Energy ETF. I own the same one. <laughs> <laughs> I also own a renewable 
self-driving car ETF. I don't know if you know if you know what that is. I've heard of it, but I haven't invested in it because I've just it's gone it's a to broad Caribbean. it's a broad market electric vehicle self-driving car. That is really cool. I might yeah. have to next month. I'll, I'll go into that. So back on topic. Um, you never went off talking. Topic. Yes, it was. We went into stocks. We can't do that. That is topic because that's what has been happening in the past five months. We've been this is true. In stocks. At least I have. You had been previously, but I had. My point was I had been investing in stocks ever since I was in high school. Literally, the second I turned eighteen and was legally able to, I did. And so, I uh, I started investing uh, for a while. I'd been investing for years, and I basically took that money and I cashed it out. And I went to the bank and it was nowhere near enough for a down payment. Um, but basically what the bank did was it looked at how much I had and they were like, man, you're broke, but this is your entire life savings. And so we can tell you're committed. That is literally what happened. And so that paired with my dad's cash out was enough to get the whole payment. Wow, so you were all in for this. Right? Yeah, I literally, as far as investments, the only thing we did was we made sure to uh, certify it as an LLC, which means um, that the assets of the gym are separate from the assets of ourselves. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, that does. And so we cashed out our investments, but we didn't cash out anything physical. Uh, that was something that we said we didn't want to do, you know, so we didn't put up his house for, uh, what is it called? Uh, mortgage... Not mortgage, it's basically refinanced. We didn't refinance his house. Um, I didn't sell any vehicles. I didn't do anything like that. Didn't sell your Pokemon cards. Right, it was just stock investments mainly. Um, and then savings money as well. Um, so all my savings was gone and then all my investments was gone. Um, Seems like it's paying off. Uh, well, I'm getting paid more, which, <laughs> which is good. Uh, but I still don't have a savings because living in El Paso is like triple what the cost of living in Las Cruces. It's actually not that much more. The apartments I was looking at were comparable to the ones you're like where you're at. Yes, but um, I moved into a two apartment, and it is twelve hundred a month. <laughs> the ones I was looking at that weren't in the middle of the bad neighborhoods were about yeah. one. So to that's 400. that's one another. To four, Thousand. That's another big factor. One I'm, to one point four thousand. Dang it! English. I'm I'm less than five minutes away from the cave. That's um, nice. And so that's nice. But also, this is a relatively nice apartment complex, which kind of was important to it's me. Medium nice. It's not like whoa, this is nice. Right. But it's also like, hey, I don't. Wow. I'm not going to get stabbed yeah, going this outside. This is nice. Yeah. And so that was kind of important to me because again, my truck got broken into twice. So. And that apartment seemed nice when we got there. It, it did. Just, it was not, not at all. None of the screens worked. We had to replace most of the light bulbs when we moved in. Um, most of the tiles, a lot of the tiles were broken, broken when we got there. Yeah. Washer and dryer were kind of, it, it's nice it had them, but yeah, this is true. The washing machine was disgusting. Light switch was broken. Oh, light that's switch, my fault. That's yeah. Not, never mind, never mind. <laughs> he broke the light switch to his room. Um, but yeah, no, so it's a nicer apartment complex. We were looking at some other ones. And I actually have a friend who lives in those other ones now. Uh, Josh. Josh lives. The one who did the athletics podcast. Oh, okay. I guess it's super ghetto. Like, so ghetto that he got swatted the other day. Like, the SWAT like team the, came into his house? Like, not into his apartment, but into the apartment complex. 
and like he posted a video on his story of him looking out the window and there was like a group of like 15 SWAT guys and they all had assault rifles and they were like in a huddle circle like moving out. Well, that reminds me of high school. Yeah, I know, right? And so I was like, I'm kind of glad I got here and I'm paying so much, you know? I I honestly got really lucky with my housing situation too. Yeah, Uh, you got super lucky. I have a friend and they have a... I think what it's called is an in-law suite. There's a house, and then it's kind of connected via patio to like a smaller casita? house. Casita? Yeah, because yeah, the, the house is called the Casita, and our little place is called the Hall of Fame because we have a lot of like famous rock artists on the walls because of my roommate. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's basically a long hallway with a kitchen, uh, dining room, living room, big area at the end, two bedrooms, one bathroom. It's really nice. It's kind of small, but it's really nice, and you live in a nice It doesn't need to be big if there's only two Oh, yeah, I mean, our old apartment was not big at all. Yeah, it's bigger than our old apartment. It's relatively nice. It's super cheap because the owner of the house is my roommate's dad. So he just basically gave it to us for fair a fair rate, not a market rate. If it was a market rate, we would probably not be living there. Yeah, but a fair rate, and because he trusts us and knows us, we don't have to like pay for utilities. Yeah, all that's, we have to do is not ruin the place. That's another nice thing is back when we lived together, our apartment was relatively cheap. And then they raised it, and I'm like, no. And then they raised the price right as we left. So they would have done it sooner if we weren't on lease. Yeah, exactly. Our lease kind of saved us there, and it was cheap, cheap. Like I felt like I was paying almost nothing. Every it's because we had three people. If it was two people, it would have been harder to swallow, but it wouldn't have been bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they raised it and given all the, the problems, we and had, they raised it a lot. They raised it like a hundred bucks a <laughs> yeah. month. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. And we still had to pay for water on top of that and electricity yeah. and internet. But I mean, so this place is more than that, even with the raised price. But again, it's a lot nicer. Like oh, you, yeah. can, you can tell it's way nicer. It's way bigger. It's small. have like a laundry room. We didn't, we had a that, That's true. Hallway. As far as square footage, it's smaller. As far as storage, we have way more storage. We have storage out on the patio. And our patio is like twice the size of our old one. And there's less people living here. Having two yep. people, I think the apartment we had would have been better with two, but given the situation we were in three, we made it work, but it's getting crowded. Yeah. We had so much stuff and didn't have an extra room, which is what's nice about your place. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff, but it feels like we have the right amount of room now. Yeah. Which is nice. And then we just got the two kitties. Uh, oh, that's another thing that happened is I got two cats. So if you guys hear bell tinkling, it's because they're wearing collars with bells on them. They are being heathens right now. <laughs> they want attention. So I guess now that we're on the topic of moving out in your apartment, what's El Paso like in comparison to Cruces? Like from your experience, you like it better other than the prices. Um, yeah. Is it safer? Is it more dangerous? With prices the- are a big thing. Um, eating out is more expensive here. Way more way expensive. More expensive. I am close to everything. There is everything around me. I can drive two minutes down the road and there's a Walgreens. I can drive three minutes down the road and there's a Walmart and a Home Depot. Like everything is so close to me. I'm right off Mesa and that's, that's west side of El Paso and it's like central west. And so it's so nice because everything is around me. I don't have to drive that long to get anywhere. The, Biggest problem is I still go to Crucis a lot. Oh, because coaching. Coaching and friends and like literally like going Family. to your place Friday. Like I have to drive down there for that and I don't get compensated. But, and then the day after I'm probably gonna do the same thing to go hang out with Widow. <laughs> so but that's still cheaper than having to come here. 
from cruises every day for work. Right. Because then it's only it you cut down the amount of trips you have to take between cities at least. Yeah. Um, so it sounds so, convenient that you're living in like a larger city with just everything at your fingertips. And it's super convenient because the weeks I don't go to cruises, I've saved so much money on gas. Like I can fill up at the beginning of the week and actually not have to refill before Saturday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so that's really nice. Um, let's see here. What else? Being close to everything. Uh, there's way nicer restaurants here. Oh, like yeah. I get that Las Cruces has really good Mexican food, but El Paso has good Asian food. El Paso is uh, great sushi. Yes, they have good Mediterranean food, and I, they have like, really good pizza. It's places. not as good as being on like the East Coast or anything, but it's still good for being in the Southwest. It's really good yeah. compared to yeah, and so like noodles and dumplings is really good. It's probably my favorite restaurant. It's really good, it's, dude. dude. Um, but so the restaurants are nice. Let's see here. What else? I drove up here like last month just for noodles and dumplings with people. Really? Just for noodles and dumplings and to visit my sister. But like the main point was to go to noodles and dumplings. Noodles. And it's like right down the street. It's like two minutes away from me. <laughs> um, let's see here. But the only thing that's next to my house is an Ace Hardware and a middle school. And then everything else is 15 minutes away. My, my parents' house is near an Ace Hardware. Yeah, but they're closer to like AutoZone, a gas station. I'm just yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of gas stations around here. I have pecan trees. That's it. Pecan trees. I have a lot of pecan trees where I live. Everyone in Las Cruces has a lot of pecan trees. But I only live around pecan trees. This is true. I live like eight miles north. I live eight miles north of like the center of town. It's yeah. insane. Not insane for a normal city, but for Cruces. It, for Cruces, that means a lot. Yeah. Um, for a small town boy who are likes driving two minutes. One thing I don't like is I, you know, I'm I'm in a good part of town, but I do deal with some unsavory characters at work. That will happen again. Because of the place you're at at work? Yeah. Okay. I um, have noticed that when I when I was there a lot, of sketchy people would go by. Yeah, there's quite a few sketchy people who come by, and then there's a little bit of homelessness, but it's not like, I feel like there are parts of groups that are way worse. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm going to get jumped when I'm out there, but I definitely feel right. like I cannot stop looking at my car. At Josh's, you feel like you're going to get jumped. Oh. So it, I feel like I got a pretty good deal here. I'm thought, I feel like I can leave my car unlocked. I feel like I can walk outside with like shorts on, no shirt, barefoot, walk down the road, not even have my phone, <laughs> have money hanging out of my pocket, and I'll be fine. It's great. Maybe not that nice. No, no, I, it, it is not, that nice. No, it's I'm not. telling you right now. I am not rich. No, I mean in my place. I'm telling you. Oh, place, you totally oh, okay. I thought you meant all, here. Like, old farm people. I was like, you're gonna get jumped so quick if you do that here. <laughs> in my place, you can. It's great. Oh yeah, no, you're you're like because it's only like the people. You're who, like, a country boy now. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm you are. Just, you live next to Conrad. Yes, you are. I'm just following <laughs> the cheap rent. You gonna dude. start wearing cowboy boots? No. You sure? No, I'm if, wearing Eddie. If Bauer you do, I'm posting it on. on I'm wearing Eddie media. Bauer hiking boots because I work with plants. But yeah. how's that? Boots. How's working with plants? In springtime, it's nice. Although once it gets hotter, maybe not. It's interesting because I don't really know what I'm going to do every day. I'm still working in a wage job, so it's kind of terrible sometimes. But what's nice is if something is a big problem at work, I clock out and I don't have to worry about it. Oh, the hose broke. Oh, $1,400 worth of trees just died. I don't care. I'm clocked out. Goodbye. Yeah, see, I can't do that. If something that bad goes wrong, I'm like, well, 
Guess I'm not eating this month. <laughs> I don't have incentive to fix it. If I if I had incentive, if I had my stake in it, I would fix more. But like, this is true. I'm getting paid to water plants and make sure people are happy, not to make sure none of them, not to make sure the entire business doesn't collapse. Yep. So I, I stay in my lane, but I do my best. It's interesting. Customers are weird. I work with my friends. Better than Five Guys. Oh, every, yes, <laughs> yes. It is better than Five Guys. That's good. I kind of miss working indoors in oh. AC though. Even with all the stoves and stuff? Yeah. No, it's still colder in Five Guys than it is in the beaming hot sun. I have to wear, like, the big hats with, like, the, the neck protection. I wear sleeves. It's windier here. Cursus is way less windy than El Paso. Oh. Like, almost the whole time I've been here, it's been, like, dust storm. Windy. Well, yeah, windy, but I have to stand outside in the wind in Cruces. Yeah, but, like, when I when I coach in Cruces, it's really nice outside. And then when you walk out here, it's, like, yeah. It is nice. Lately, the past, like, three weeks beautiful outside yeah the wind hasn't been too bad the wind blows the sweat and it's it's gorgeous although in about a month it's gonna start getting like hot rough, yeah rough and you get no like there's some shade but you get no escape wherever. yeah i think las cruces has nicer because we don't have the urban heat island effect right which is nice we kind of do but not it's not as bad as like phoenix yeah it's not la or phoenix bad but it's noticeable when you drive down from cruces to el paso you're like why is it five well, degrees hotter in, it's like, nicer the here at night it's it's uh, taking drives at night is way nicer it's cooler uh it's warmer oh i prefer That's, the coolness at night it's like the i like yeah, i like the warm at night wind and it's also there's so many lights and you can actually go downtown and explore versus las cruces it's like dead adobe and everything's closed by nine. <laughs> yeah. But it's like here, it's like, okay, I got off work at 1130. I can go anywhere and get food. <laughs> and then I can go downtown and there's parties going on. Like, I need to come down here with you it's, one of these nights. It's literally like just driving is fun. Like I like just driving downtown and all that because they actually have a place to drive versus Cruces doesn't. Oh yeah, uh, Trans Mountain Road, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I have. It's okay. just, I like the more in-city drive. Uh, because I like, I like the, the lights. Oh, that's true. That's true. I like just the big curvy roads where I don't have to deal <laughs> Yeah. Even though when I turned my car, I could feel the whole body just lurch. That's fine. Though. I don't know. We've kind of turned opposite uh, when it comes to schedules. I'm like a morning person now. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's great though. It's terrible. I work late. I get off work. I work on other work, um, mainly emails and then bad kid media stuff. And then I don't go to bed until... And then Isal comes home because she d she gets late gets here late and then we don't go to bed until one or two in the morning i'm kind of the opposite well in the sense i don't work when i'm not at work because right now i'm just enjoying a few months of just peace not worrying about anything being happy and then back to the grind soon but right now i'm kind of just living it's great so is the gym and bad kitty media like the only things really going on with you right now or are you anything else in the works or are you just trying to maintain a gym keep that up and running and then restart with a, a podcast and bcam I have a question for you. Yeah. Did I tell you about the gym until it happened? No. Then why would I tell you if I had anything else going on? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It's mainly just the gym and Bad Kitty. Not even Bad Kitty Media. I legit took a break from Bad Kitty Media I because I had to work at the gym so much. Um, however, I am working, at, working with Bad Kitty Media more now. You know, the gym is still going to take up more time because I make more money with it but i'm gonna be working with bad kitty media more we're actually gonna get back to putting out the podcasts every week um so that'll be fun yeah. um back to a, some semblance of normalcy 
as far as like the next thing, um, I'm not going to say my big plans. Um, just that it's going to be more bad kitty media oriented. Got it. I'm glad you have plans. Don't I, you? No. Well, get on that. I am. <laughs> cool. I am. I'm finishing up my break now. So planning, the planning and orienting stage has about to begin so that's good that's good we'll see what i should always do. be planning and orienting i needed a break i was about i was on the verge i was on the verge of the worst burnout I had in my entire life which was a delayed high school burnout there's a good ago. saying that i heard recently and it's you need to take breaks or your body will take a break for my, you my brain made me take a break this yep. january and it, it lasted from january until may because i just i had to yeah no you, i was going crazy you uh you need to take breaks you can't work constantly you can't study constantly because you your brain and your body will give out on you and then if you give out you're out for a week or whatever or five months or in my case. five months and you literally are set back by that much well i wasn't out out i've been working i moved i'm still stable i haven't lost my savings but my point is is you still get set back Versus if you take your time and progress slowly and take breaks, that is true. You don't lose all that time. I wouldn't be behind if hypothetically if I go back to school, I wouldn't be behind a semester if I had taken breaks sooner yeah. and not had such bad and, burnout. Okay, that I think had to think about out. it this way. When you're working in a day, it doesn't make sense to work nine to five because you're not gonna be as productive. If you work four hours, take an hour break, work four hours, take an hour break, work four hours, you're gonna be more productive than if you work nonstop from nine to five. The moment, don't have a choice. But the goal is to have a okay, choice. Okay, but here's the question, at your current job, how productive do you really need to be? You Literally, all you have to do is basic maintenance and keep people and happy. So the productivity be... is gonna come down to your physical abilities, not necessarily your mental. And so what I'm talking about is a job where your brain is, cons is when you, where your brain is required to be on all the time in order to create good content, right? So if you're in the creative space, you have to take those breaks or you're not going to make good art. You're not going to make good photography. You're not going to make good media. And so you need to take those breaks when you're working as a gym owner, you need to take those breaks. I'll work two hours, take a break, work four hours, take a break, whatever. And as long as you take those breaks, you can work from 8 a.m. in the morning to 2 o'clock in the morning because you're taking those breaks in between, right? But if I were to go in and I say I start at 12 and worked nonstop, no lunch breaks, no brain breaks until 10 o'clock at night, I would be dead. And the next day I would be sleeping all day at work. Yeah, that's the problem with my job is get there at 9 but you don't need to use your brain, but you basically are on your feet for the entire shift, which is nice and also bad because I would rather have a more less structured day where I could do stuff, break, do stuff, break, do stuff, break. But um, that's the nature of work. Yeah, but I would also argue not that ideal, but I'm if working you on physically that. can do it, that it's not that it's easier to keep up that pace. It is easy to keep up the nine hours on my feet. It used to not be, but now, I mean, I don't mind it too much. Uh, but it, right. it also means that I'm tired and don't have much bandwidth left by the end right. of the day, which is why I'm starting to wake up earlier because I noticed that I wake up at five, which I haven't been doing, but my goal is to do that by the end of next month. Do you go for a run? Uh, no, but I do sometimes go to the gym. So my goal is to wake up at five, get my productive hours in before work, and then after work, I can just sleep. Because I'm usually gone after. 
So hopefully, which makes sense. I'll start waking it's up just, at five, like the insane. Person. It's it's literally like the same amount of things you're getting done, just in different amounts, yeah, or in different time spans. Yes, and if I'm not burnt out when I do my productive stuff, I can be burnt out and be at work because all I have to do at be at work is water and walk for nine hours, which yeah. is easy, and my brain can gets be you off. buff. It gets keeps, you buff. It does not get me buff. It maintains, it maintains my fitness level, but it does not. Ankle weights, weight vest, wrist weights. Okay. Do it. No. I am not doing that. You <laughs> I no. Bruce Lee. Or not Bruce Lee, uh Rockley style training. I'm just gonna start instead of using the dolly, I'll just grab the 35 gallon trees and just hold just them Carry myself. Cormac around. Just <laughs> be like, hey, me. I'm going here, uh jump on my back. <laughs> no, he won't let me. I tried. Uh, no. <laughs> He's like, no. Seems like we've had a pretty productive, well, seems like you've had a pretty productive five months. Yeah, yeah, and gonna stay being productive. Good, I'm uh, glad. Especially with uh, Bad Kate Media. Um, we're gonna start putting out posts again. I have several photos and no videos actually, mainly just photos ready to be posted. And then, um, you know, we're gonna start up with the podcast consistently again. So if you guys need photos taken, just Hit me up on Bad Kitty Media on Instagram or shoot me an email, bkmcreative at gmail.com. Um, and then if you guys want to come to my new gym, uh, well, it's not new. It's new it's to new me. To you, yeah. It's new to me. New owner. If you guys want to come check it out, it's a rock climbing gym over on the west side of El Paso, Cave Climbing. Um, we do mainly, we only do bouldering, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And we also do like slack line like tonight. Um, it's a great way to stay in shape and try something new, to be honest. It is a good way to stay in shape. I had never been to a rock climbing gym before I had heard about cave climbing, and it's kind of cool. So yeah, check us out on Google. And check us out on Instagram. Cave Climbing has an Instagram as well. So You have a Facebook? Yes. Oh, wow. I was expecting you to say no. I do, but here's the thing. I don't think I've opened it <laughs> the so entire what, time. So what you can I have do met a suite. is you can just have it post to Facebook. That's MetaSuite. That's oh, okay. Meta Business Suite. It, I, it manages both of them for you. So when you do something on one, it does it on both. That's pretty cool. So I've been using that. So I haven't. I don't even think I have the login for it. That's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No. So that's nice. Uh, so go check us out on Facebook and on Instagram. We do not have Twitter for either of my businesses. <laughs> Twitter is kind of toxic. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, dude. Have you ever been on Twitter? <laughs> Just a little bit. So, uh, yeah, go check us out there. Uh, look us up on Google Maps and uh, come, come climb. All right, that's going to be it for our episode today, guys. Um, this is episode 19 recap, and we'll see you guys next episode. <laughs>